Welcome to Positive Talk with David Startouch. I am the founder of Survivor to Hero, a PhD candidate in psychology, a licensed clinical counselor, and a certified professional coach. And on the weekends, I actually do crisis uh, evaluation and in Boulder Community Hospital. Um, I am licensed in the state of Colorado, and this none of this is therapy. This uh, podcast is designed to be a self-help support. Um, we're going over the p- book, What Doesn't Kill Us, The New Psychology of Post-Traumatic Growth. In episode one, I did a brief overview of this book and introduced the topic. And in this episode, we are going to be uh, going through the first section. Um, I will be keeping these limited to about 21 minutes um, or less so that you have small digestible bits of information. I know I wanted, would have loved to have someone uh, take me through something. And so that's one of my intentions, to be able to read this to you, just in case you are in a traumatic place or your brain's in that hyper-excited or agitated place where it's just hard to be calm and just take time reading. So I really hope that my voice and it can serve as your guide to help process information, please feel free to listen to this as many times as you need to, as sometimes we really need to um, repeat. You know, repetition is, um, is king when it comes to learning, and especially integration. Uh, again, these podcasts are going to be, uh, well, I didn't mention this before, we're going to post these on Survivor Hero as well as SoundCloud, and uh, we'll even be putting them together into a uh, separate YouTube videos um, just without the video itself. Um, just so you have, uh, for those YouTubers there who would like to follow along. And if you'd like to support our channels, we have three different channels, the Survivor to Hero TV. Uh, these will be posted there under uh, a uh, special audio uh, broadcast. And then uh, we also have Grace, Hope, and Strength. Now, this channel, Grace, Hope, Strength, is actually for inspiration. It's uh, more of a sandbox, so to speak, in that we can kind of play and do whatever we want. I did a ridiculous Bing review. Uh, Bing is an energy drink that I enjoy, and it's a natural one with B vitamins, low caffeine, and um, low sugar, but it gets you keeps you going, and I find that extra energy helps me. Some people with PTSD, that gives anxiety, so just be mindful. Energy drinks may not be for everybody, uh, but I put that on there. Uh, in a ridiculous accent just because I was being a goofball and that's kind of the point. Well, I have lots of people, various experts, sharing their expertise on that channel as well and just things to help get you through and uh, not every video is going to be for everyone but the point is we'll have lots of diversity. All right, so let's get started. Um, we're, we left off with just going over those three messages and I'm going to go over them again uh, as I read through this. So this is Thrive and the six signposts to facilitating post-traumatic growth. Dr. Joseph has a quote from Viktor Frankl, who was a survivor of the Auschwitz concent... Sorry if I'm butchering that. uh, The concentration camps. And he became a clinical um, therapist, uh, one of the key existential leaders. And people were like, how are you not broken? And his book is fantastic. If you're interested in that book, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. And the quote is... When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And now we begin. This postscript is designed to offer readers guidance in managing their emotions and taking the first step towards seeking growth. It is also intended to be useful to the relatives and friends of people who are in need 
of support following trauma. Included in the form pardon me, included in the information presented here are some common reactions to trauma, the changes that people might experience, and exercises that might be helpful along the way toward post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth does not imply the absence of emotional distress and difficulties of in living. Indeed, such difficulties are common among people who have suffered trauma or adversity in their lives. What this term does imply is that it is possible, through the struggle with adversity, to come out on the other side, sometimes stronger and more philosophical about life. Quite simply, life shapes us. Or more accurately, what we do with what life throws at us shapes us. Three key messages are especially helpful. The first is that you are not on your own. The second is that trauma is a natural and normal process. The third is that growth is a journey. Message one, you're not on your own. Everybody encounters adversity in life, whether it is experienced personally or vicariously through the suffering of a relative or a friend, there is simply no way to go through life without hitting an emotional wall at some point. Trauma happens to all. Yet people often convince themselves that they are on their own. There is no question that every kind of distress is unique. Everyone has their own story. The respected married doctor in the community who no one knows is having an affair with a man 15 years younger and who is tearing himself to bits emotionally because of guilt. The young teacher in the car in front of us who is driving home from a consultation with his doctor, having just learned that he has a fatal tumor and will be going in for a serious operation within the week. The quiet, middle-aged woman at the checkout who was raped 25 years ago and still has nightmares about it. The old woman who for over 50 years has been haunted by memories of her child being stillborn. The man next to you, in line at the blank bank, who can't shake off the memories of what he saw and what he did while in combat five years ago. Yet individual, as every story is, what they all have in common is trauma itself. One of the first and most important messages for survivors of adversity is that they are not alone. It is not at all uncommon to feel confused, disoriented, and chaotic. It's okay to seek help. More often than not, once we begin to share with others, we realize that they too have their own stories to tell. Message 2. Trauma is a normal and natural process. People may feel very frightened and confused following trauma and adversity. They may experience post-traumatic stress. Upsetting and intrusive thoughts and images may become an issue. They might also become emotionally detached and avoidant. Anxiety and depression may be a key part of this experience. Yet it is common to feel that way after trauma. Indeed, for most people, it seems to be part of the healing process. To go through this, feelings of anger, shame, guilt, grief, sadness, and sorrow are also common. Related to these feelings are thoughts and images about what happened, what we did, 
what others did, and what we could have done. They run through our minds, sometimes just seeming to pop up out of nowhere. These intrusive thoughts and images can be deeply upsetting and hard to shake off, but just knowing that there are common reactions and that over time, for most people, such feelings, thoughts, and images will subside and can be a comfort. Message three, growth is a journey. Sometimes it is useful to think of healing from trauma as a journey. Each step might be painful, but it can be more painful not to keep moving. Sometimes people begin to report their post-traumatic growth along the way. Those who have confronted tragedy, horror, and adversity often emerge as wiser, more mature, and more fulfilled people. Sometimes, despite great loss and sadness, but in the making of this journey, people must be careful not to place too heavy of a burden of expectation on themselves. That's the end of message three. Now, next section is called The Road Ahead. In the following pages, I'll explore the key messages, and along the way, offer some exercises and guidance that will be useful. There will be much to consider and a number of activities to try. A caveat. Some people may be afraid of the consequences if they're asked to think too much about their traumatic experiences. As with any journey, when you know that the weather might turn, it's a good idea to bring along some warm clothes. A number to call when you get stuck. A flask of hot coffee, not alcohol. That was my interjection there. And a spade to dig yourself out. So before I go any further... You might want to pack a few things. The first thing is a rule. Don't do anything that you think you might not be able to handle now. Sometimes the memories of a trauma are overwhelming. If you experience intense emotions, become physically upset, or begin to panic, my advice is to stop reading this postscript, or in this case, for you readers, go and just stop the audio, stop the podcast, stop the video. Then, when you are able to come back to it, move forward at your own speed. Now, I mean, this is a caveat of David Star Touch again. Um, to do that, what I would suggest is, as you're going through this series, uh, have a notebook or a journal handy, and just pause it and write the time and which episode you're on. Because if you're, uh, as these posts are on YouTube or you're listening on your iPod, there will be a timestamp. And so, um, you know, if you if it took you a minute to stop it, just minus uh, add 30 seconds or subtract 30 seconds, and you'll know basically where to pick up. So there's really no pressure and no uh, release any expectation that you need to go through this all at once. In fact, it's very unhealthy to just try to burn through it, which is why I will not be chaining these together through one really long audio or video file. It's, it's best to digest these in small increments. We can process about 15 minutes of information. Uh, we are doing 20-minute podcasts, mainly because there's a little bit of filler from me. And if you fade in and out, that's okay. You can always re-listen to it again. Um, when I was teaching at psychology at community college, one of the things I tried to do is chunk each section into 15-minute intervals. So you try to do that for yourself. Set this as your own pace. All right, we're going to begin again. Okay, and picking up on that last sentence there. Think about the issues that may 
rather, let me start over there, thinking about the issues being raised and how they relate to your life. And if that becomes overwhelming, just stop, set the book down. You are in control. Take your time to try to set out exercises and absorb the ideas in the book. Remember, having a sense of personal control over your own recovery is important. There might be some things that you may not feel ready to handle now, but in time, as you discover new strengths and develop new coping skills, this will likely change. One particular tool you can use on your journey is safe place imagery. Think of an image that makes you feel safe and calm, as safe and calm as you can imagine. And it can be somewhere real or imagined, indoors or outdoors, with other people or on your own. Focus your mind on this image. Then focus your body. As you focus on your body, think about your feelings of calm Concentrate on your feelings of calm. Finally, think of a word that captures this image like beach, trees, mountains. Practice using this word to bring up the image and your feelings of calm. Often, when I introduce this method to clients, they're a bit skeptical. How can, be, how can imagining on a beach help me? I tell them that each exercise is a building block in your recovery. By itself, imagining a safe place won't solve everything. However, you can calm yourself down. You won't be able to take... I'm going to start over there. Uh, he says, however, until you can calm yourself down, you won't be able to take on the next challenges. By learning to find a safe image for yourself, you'll be able to learn to calm your body down and to take control of your thinking. So I'm going to pause and interject here. Uh, one resource that we will be posting on, on the Survivor Hero website, as well as I will do a YouTube recording and an audio an audio recording, and uh, hopefully a YouTube with a picture of a beach so you can have some imagery. It's called an autogenic meditation, and this it was a part of this a meditation series for mindfulness-based cognitive therapy that I was trained in. And this particular autogenic meditation was one of the meditations that really helped me calm my nervous system. And it's very, it's very good at that. It has been clinically shown that if you go through this beach exercise that I will be taking through through, through that particular audio uh, exercise, your nervous system begins to reset. Now, they do recommend and caveat that if you have heart issues, not to do that. Because what we're doing is when we take you through, we're actually resetting the nervous system and um, we, your body begins to respond and your blood pressure can shift and heart can shift and that can be very healthy. Uh, so also if you're just starting out, not sure if you can handle it, uh, consult your doctor, if you can handle, um, vigorous exercise, uh, I do recommend exercising, like going for walks as well to help process information. 30 minutes a day is healthy for you, but also physically as well as mentally. And it can also prepare you to do things like the autogenic meditation. All right, I'm going to continue here. So we just left off with, by learning to find a safe place, or sorry, rather, by learning to find a safe image for yourself, you'll learn to calm your body down and to take control of your thinking. So practice this safe place energy 
their safe place imagery. Try it out a few times when minor irritations occur, when the printer stops working halfway through, when you can't find a parking space, when a train is delayed. Get used to your safe place before you start to tackle the big things. If you find your mind is wandering, when you try to do this technique for the first few times, don't worry. With some practice, it becomes easier. Another useful technique for the journey ahead is called, is referred to as to ground yourself. If you find yourself becoming anxious, overwhelmed with thoughts and emotions about what happened, and feel that you're losing touch with what's going on around you, you need to learn to ground yourself so that you can bring yourself back to the present. Now, one way to do this is to put your weight forward so that your feet are flat, pushing firmly against the ground. Feel your weight pressing down. Be present in this moment. Notice your surroundings. Listen to what's going on around you. Either out loud or just to yourself, describe what's around you and what's going on. For example, I can see a cup of coffee in front of me or I can see a cup in front of me. It's red with a picture and writing on it. It's sitting on a table covered in black and white cloth. The table in front the table is in front of a window. Outside the window is the garden. Tell yourself, I am here in this room. Those are memories from the past. About something that happened but it is over now. This is now. So I'm going to do that again. Just so you can kind of take that in. So you would say, you would just notice what's going on, saying I can see the cup in front of me. It's red with the picture and writing on it. It's sitting on a table that is covered in black and white cloth. The table in front of me is in front of a window. Outside of the window is a garden. And you're telling yourself, I'm in this room. Those are memories from the past about something that happened, that once happened to me, but it's over now. This is now. Now as you practice these exercises, you'll begin to find your own words to use that work for you, and you will be ready for this journey. And as a caveat to that, uh, I really want to just stress that um, it's really about just noticing what's going on around you, like my walking meditation. Uh, that I learned, or just learning to be present and saying, I, I'm here, I'm now, this is now, and those are memories of the past. Just you can kind of begin to separate in your mind because your imagination and your mind can't necessarily tell the difference. And it begins to create a narrative that helps you be able to, to tell what is a flashback or memory from the past and what is present. And as that happens, you begin to gain greater control. So we've got one more section we're going to try to get through. Um, which is a little overview to this. These signposts to self-help, the Thrive Model. The Thrive Model consists of six stages or signposts. These are arranged in a logical sequence, moving from an awareness of your readiness to change all the way to actually changing your thoughts, behaviors, and emotional states. The key is you move from one signpost to the next is to keep building, doing new things that you've learned at each, at each of the signposts so that you build up your repertoire of activities 
and each of these six signposts offers exercises that might be useful, but they're also only suggestions that you might do. You don't have to do any of these. And that, my friends, is going to be our teaser for our next episode where we begin to go over these an overview of these six signposts. So as we're uh, out of time now, I just want to briefly uh, say thank you for showing up and please feel free to share this with uh, someone you might uh, find it helpful. If you're seeing this on YouTube or you would like to post a comment on YouTube, well, we definitely review all of those comments. Uh, you can go to the Survivor to Hero channel where this is, where you're seeing this, and uh, leave a comment, uh, whether you like, dislike. Uh, if you'd like to be notified about new notifications, be sure to click that little bell, the notification bell, uh, so you can be updated when you get new video, new content. I, I'd love it. It helps the channel a lot if you subscribe. And uh, also, if you would go to uh, Grace Hope Strength, I know we're going to have some information that might be helpful and exciting. You do the same thing. Subscribe and like that. And again, please leave feedback because we want to develop the content and support that is most helpful for you. This is David Starchett signing off. Namaste.